0: Hello, hi and welcome back to my podcast. And this is a lovely evening and uh, today with us is again our guest Tam Manav. So, we will welcome in. Welcome Manav. Hi Varun, how are you doing? I am doing good. How about you?
1: Yeah, it's been it's been a great week.
0: Yeah, so welcome back to the Earth and You podcast. Today we are airing episode 2. It's called Conserve, Preserve or Reserve. Let that sing for 2 minutes. What exactly do you feel is conserve, preserve, or reserve? Have you got it right? Or are you still putting your thinking caps on? Well, to explain in layman terms, conserve is nothing but to protect something, uh, you know, protecting the nature, protecting the ecological system, maintaining balance. Uh, preserve is to something, you know, to sustain, which is the motto of a brand, the earth and you. It is all about promoting sustainability and also how we as a brand shoot towards sustainability and reserve is something how well. will you maintain the same balance the same trends the same capacity or the methods which you apply or comply with uh, to upgrade towards a better tomorrow well first of all i would like to initiate this topic on how you as a brand or how you know being carbon negative or being carbon neutral is uh, affecting the ecosystem or you know uh, Pro, uh, keeping up the earth with its gradual
1: pace okay uh, so since you initiated the topic with carbon being carbon neutral and carbon negative let's deep dive into what it actually means first so being carbon neutral or being carbon negative means that uh, you're keeping a balance of your carbon output right so basically in any industry if you see any mnc or any industry for that matter uh, anything that's involved in production the factory would have certain inputs of energy right that energy once it's exclude, once it comes out of the system once it comes out of the factory it comes out in the form of carbon dioxide right so what do they do so in that case carbon has increased the level of carbon has increased so the they're carbon positive so how do you bring down that carbon right so uh, a lot of industries have uh, uh, now involved a lot of methods to reduce the output of carbon through the emissions a lot of them have uh, installed, uh, a lot. Uh, there has been a lot of government interventions due to so much pollution in Delhi, the, f- the fog and the smog that people are aware of in Delhi, you know, so that has a lot to do with carbon, being carbon neutral or being carbon negative. And uh, the way to do this is just plant more trees. The simple, the most straightforward and the easiest way is to just plant more trees, right? So if a company is say for example, producing uh, one ton of carbon, one ton of carbon dioxide they have to have an equivalent uh, CSR activity done to plant as many tree to neutralize that one ton of carbon because it's simple right you emit carbon and then uh, the, and then the trees or the plants they they absorb it back and release oxygen to the earth so that's the whole concept behind being carbon negative and carbon neutral now uh, as for carbon negative right carbon negative is more of uh, having a deficiency of carbon dioxide which isn't bad i would say it's actually pretty good because the more abundance of oxygen you have in the air it's better for your system and for other life to thrive and you know just an overall well-being of humans and other animals who rely on oxygen right so The only country I can think about which is carbon neutral, carbon negative, is Bhutan. I don't know if I mentioned it in the last podcast, but uh, Bhutan is the is one of the countries. Every country, every other country has to learn from to be carbon negative, carbon neutral, is and uh, they're they're doing a remarkable job in being carbon neutral, right? So that's it. Uh, The only way to do it is plant more trees and uh, have sustainable and eco-friendly changes in your life.
0: Do you feel organic methods like, you know, uh, planting more trees or, you know, just going on to protest? Uh, You must have heard about the signboard guy. So he promotes a lot of social messages and, you know, incorporating social media to promote a social message has more effect or, uh, you know, uh, collaborating with the government, collaborating with the companies such as, you know, introducing the, uh, you know, nurseries, you know, uh, like, uh, uh, many people are into botany, zoology, where uh, they are more into invested or they are more harnessed towards promoting organic growth, promoting organic agriculture. Uh, instead of using uh, fertilizers, pesticides, uh, they uh, you know uh, go towards a more organic scale so that scalability is pretty much higher like i mean to say that uh, uh, they use cow dung to refine biogas and uh, they use it for the same in terms of cooking uh, maybe you know the extraction of uh, natural herbs and ayurveda is one such thing where you know uh, many uh, uh, ayurvedic people the homeopathic doctors the the age-old tradition where uh, it, it was used to cure by, uh, you know, for cure purposes or for remedy purposes or for medicinal purposes uh, uh, where uh, many uh, saints or many uh, talented people who are uh, doctors or, uh, you know, who are yogic uh, uh, people they invested uh, a lot in Ayurveda, developing medicines like Jadibuti, Lavanga, etc. Uh, to cure medicines. Uh, do you fee- do you f- uh, feel that the these organic methods would uh, comply uh, greater with the current pace where modern technology has been taking over you know the usage of machinery uh you know the uh, uh as as you know generic medicine is one such new concept it is introduced in india where india takes it very seriously and we've seen uh, many films or you know uh, many documentaries which promote generic medicine which we, which is available for uh Uh, you know the poor sections of the society who are not able to afford uh, the the uh, costly medicines which come into the markets and there are a lot of interventions in terms of the medicine control how it is being the disrupted towards the market do you feel uh, we as a brand or you know a layman person in general should uh, go more towards the organic methods or should stick on to the you know traditional or the technological impact of uh, these practices what do you feel about it
1: first of all varun uh, that, that's a very long question and a very good question good point that you raised uh, so let's talk about the kind of medicine and uh, the things evolving around medicine right so, so of course, uh, Indian medicinal industries fights a lot between allopathy and uh, and uh, Ayurvedic Ayurvedic remedies. Uh, that's been a common trend. Uh, sometimes Ayurvedic medicines are in trend, and sometimes uh, is the allopathy. But uh, as you talked about, as you spoke about tradition, uh, you know cow dung being used in uh, household, uh, you know uh, in household matters, whether it's for cooking or whether it's for any kind of household remedy yeah cow dung was used but apart from that those many herbs that we still use today tulsi holy holy basil as uh, it's known in english it's planted it's a very uh, it's a very sacred thing for hindus you know if you go to any hindu home they always have a holy basil plant right in the center of the house so there's a good reason for that okay it's linked to a lot of spirituality and that's the whole concept around ayurveda as a, uh, it has a lot to do with spirituality it has to it has a lot to do with the healthy relationship between the body and your mind right and that's the whole concept behind Ayurveda now um, the reason why I feel that Allopathy still has its own benefits is because it's all backed by science and you can't go wrong with science right it's very difficult to argue things that have been already proven so In India, it's both traditional and modern medicines that are available, but uh, let's talk about some recent topics, right? Um, Let's talk about uh, COVID-19 and how it's been affecting the Indian medicine, um, Indian medicinal industry and Indian Allopathy, Ayurveda, whatever. Right, so the uh, the government body that uh, resides and rules behind um, Ayurvedic practices is called the Ayush Ministry right now uh, these are uh, this ministry is completely responsible for any kind of practices or malpractices practices behind anything that is uh, uh, that has to do with Ayurveda, uh, Ayurvedic teachings or Ayurvedic products right our brand too is Ayurvedic certified all the products that we have are Ayurvedic certified and approved by the Ayur uh, and it's approved by the Ayur department now uh, they have been under a lot of heat for some time due to um, you know uh, due to posting half research topics and half researched uh, results to beat corona virus right so i feel the only way corona virus can be beaten is through science so that's why it it brings me back to allopathy now uh, not one can be out now not one outweighs the other we both we, we need both of those right we need traditional medicines but we also need the organic and more natural medicines and remedies right because ayurveda has not been wrong all this time it's just that the way it's implemented it needs a lot more research to be done and uh, i feel that if these two set aside the differences work in tandem both allopathy and ayurvedic medicines coming together and the industry is coming together and working for a solution i think india could be one of the leading leading bodies in uh, producing medicines and uh, overall healthcare for citizens and the citizens around this world around the world
0: Well that's quite insightful I am sure that many would have uh, learned something new and those who are in the medicinal field could also to all the doctors to not just only the ayurvedic people but to everyone the physicians the uh, nurse faculty the staffs the ambulance people the housekeeping uh, you've done, You've been doing a traditional job you've been doing a tremendous job uh, and kudos despite your health being at risk you're, you're putting at risk that's secondary but when it comes to serving the country uh, I would like to thank the entire fraternity and the government it's not just only the doctors the common people the volunteers the NGOs the corporate people who are stepping forward the individuals who are you know coming together, uh, as addressed by our beloved Prime Minister Narendra Modi, uh, who has been a great inspiration in his talks, Monkey Bucks, and also, uh, you know, uh, keeping up the nation's uh, strength, uh, maybe by letting dias, you know, going on to protest or... Uh, Uh, you know, taking uh, traditional and modern methods to solve Corona. I'm sure we are all in this race together. So we are always back with that kind of love, the unity, the unanimous strength which lies in our core values and integrity what we follow and kudos to all these people. I mean the government people, the policemen uh, they have been doing a tremendous job in safeguarding our country and kudos to the army people as well. Uh, Realizing that we have some people from the army background as well who are working in our office and uh, they have been doing a great job. So uh, I would lo- like to thank uh, and express my gratitude to all towards all towards the working fraternity who are continuing uh, you know, to fight against Corona and hopefully we would be able to overcome this disease and hope that things will get to normal uh, moving on. Um, I would like to initiate another topic uh, like uh, where you know uh, these office politics or you know uh, many companies state that uh, being carbon neutral or being carbon negative is in our core integrity or we follow as per our policies and procedures do you really think so is that the case what are the loopholes
1: okay uh, so the main reason uh, why MNCs are I feel that they're not working well towards the sustainability goals that they promises. One of the if you visit any company website, you of course see a CSR section, which is nothing but corporate social responsibility. So the government has made it mandatory for anyone who crosses certain threshold in sales to have uh, have their uh, CSR activities start. Uh, to start the CSR activities basically and um, you know uh, While CSR again it comes at a cost for the company the any company's main motive is for their profits Right, so whether they're doing a small activity. They're going to of course boast about it, right? Even if it's like planting maybe 10 trees, they're probably gonna say they planted more than 10,000 So that's like a, that, that I guess is kind of the loophole that uh, these MNCs have created for uh, you know escaping these these laws laid out by the government uh, of course there's no body i don't think there is a body to regulate these things the csr activities of uh, these companies but i feel that if it if it's made more strict you know we, we would start seeing a more significant change towards uh, the sustainability goal the overall sustainability and uh, these things doesn't just affect people at a small scale i feel it's a chain reaction right you plant a tree Tomorrow you have more oxygen in the air. The the air is more clear. Uh, People with lung diseases, people with uh, not so healthy lungs, they start breathing more easier. Uh, You know, of course, these are small baby steps that people have to start taking right now. Now is the time. There's no better time than right now. Okay, this is the time where we have to start these changes. This even if it's a small change, right? And uh, especially these big companies, right? They have a huge influence on how people have cons- how people receive their products how people consume their products right so you see a lot of people changing the packaging uh, i feel that the government has taken significant steps to ban- to ban plastics you don't see plastic straws anymore you don't see plastic lids anymore when you uh, go and get a drink over the stall in in movie theaters, right? So those are significant changes, small steps but still very significant. And I think uh, these things have to be taken in a larger scale and has to be more aggressive with the help of the government and the MNCs. Once they start realizing, I think the change is is imminent.
0: That's a great insight. Well, uh, I'm sure that uh, my guest star who has uh, come up with some lovely detailing on how MNCs are more focused towards making profits should also uh, focus towards the environment ultimately it's all about you know urbanization and industrialization these core concepts come from the environment and without environment like uh, you know without the abundance of natural resources such as the solar energy might be the water energy the hydro power energy or you know the tidal energy or the kinetic energy uh, coming into play and uh, how uh, you know man makes use of of these natural resources to uh, improve on more uh, towards productivity, uh, you know, to, to make it more constructive and being productive rather than use it for destruction is still a question which most of us think, but are we very serious on implementing it? this is a crucial factor to think about ladies and gentlemen. So I would uh, also like you to you know ask uh, another question. Uh, Do you feel that, you know, there's uh, the recent uh, change which has been in the education department, uh, the new education policy 2020 right now because uh, uh, in the olden system, I think uh, there's VTU, there's uh, autonomous universities who have flexible portions and syllabus and, you know, uh, 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 courses designed for specific uh, age groups like, uh, you know, for uh, from lkg to 10 standard it's a standard procedure for everyone maybe people enroll their kids into cbsc or icsc or state or any other uh you know local governing body who teaches uh, these kinds of courses do you think that uh, you know the new education policy 2020 coming into picture which has a fusion of children you know uh, choosing their own subjects right from the primary level to the postgraduate level or even towards the phd level where children can learn new subjects like if a kid is interested in science he or she can pursue you know chemistry along with baking or physics along with botany do you feel that you know more uh, instead of uh, environmental studies do you feel that Uh, the zoology or the botany or uh, other such subjects uh, or whichever the new subjects which are coming into trends and tendencies which has not yet been introduced should be implemented in the new education policy so that children uh, or youngsters and also the middle-aged people and the old age people, people from all walks of life uh, uh, can be more aware in uh, protecting Mother Earth. What are your thoughts on this?
1: Yeah, I think this uh, educational policy is going to create significant change, Uh, allowing the students to choose their own topics and uh, understand with those what they're interested in, it uh, brings about certain small changes that people, are I don't think people have even realized, right? If you push someone just... uh, for example, uh, you have a boy say named uh, Raju, right? Uh, now, Raju wants to pursue uh, astronomy or let's say environmental studies, okay? Any subject, but uh, his parents don't let him pursue anything except for, uh, let's say, uh, doctor studies or let's say, uh, you know, engineering, right? This guy is not going to excel in the field that uh, he has an interest in, he is actually involved in. Right? So these are the changes that we have to see that have to be implemented well but it again is up to the government on how well they will be able to execute it. I
0: am sure that the government takes, uh, can, uh, takes these topics into consideration and uh, uh, this is the last topic for the day, let's elope and escalate. Uh, so I would like to thank Manav uh, for uh, being with us today and uh, From here on this last 5 minutes is absolutely me taking on over I would like to speak about the current ongoing issue that is, uh, you know, the Goa, uh, where uh, the Molam National Park is being destroyed uh, with three projects being taken over by the Karnataka government. And uh, the project one is that improving the Karnataka railway lines. Karnataka railway lines are absolutely fantastic. The railway industry runs very well in the suburban and the urban areas. But do you think, uh, you know, doubling that would affect the ecosystem at a large scale that's a concern to be uh, raised about. The project 2 is focusing on 4 lining of the existing National Highway 4A that is the road winding process. Well, I feel that the highway authority uh, is doing a good job in terms of improving the roads, uh, you know, diverting traffic uh, and also the transportation. But do you feel that it should be done on a mass scale so that, you know, the environment gets affected on a huge scale? Uh, I don't think so. And the project three, which is laying a 400 wide lane, you know, the KV transmission lane, which is also uh, a serious concern to be raised about mollam national park is a beauty and it, it has the original art with uh, with its natural trees and you know the ecosystems being favorable both to flora and fauna a recent issue where you know uh, uh, this naturally sprung upon. Many people are, you know, being serious. There are almost 3000 people who came together and sat on a railway line uh, just to uh, protest and protect the Molam National Park. Goa The first thing what comes into your mind when you hear Goa, it's all about fun, fantasy, you know, just planning a trip with your friends, you know, having beers or, you know, uh, playing alongside beaches, maybe doing shopping, riding, riding, going to pubs and clubs, uh, having a good time with family, it's a vacation spot. So do you feel it's not just a recreational tourist place, but you are not just a part of a tourist trap, but you have to elope from that and you have to also con- consider Goa as a elite, elite state, as a coastal state, which is now in danger. And ladies and gentlemen, if we are not being serious today and we are not joining hands together to, you know, tackle or combat these issues where the projects are being just taken over to deplete the entire MoLam Mo- Mo- National Park. We are uh, we have to uh, We are very back and we have to put our thinking caps on and we have to uh, rethink ourselves of what our lives and, and our ideal purpose is for. Well, the modern national park, as you say, is backed by the Bhagwan Deer Sanctuary Park where, you know, the natural waterfall. The natural waterfall is uh, uh, being depleted. The natural resources and other things, you know, they are just being cut off and Coming to another issue where the private companies of Goa they export coal from Goa and they also import they have a dark relationship but uh, you know as coal is being exported towards the trucks rails and waters it is often backed by tarpaulin sheets ladies and gentlemen blue tarpaulin sheets but it gets eroded and the dust you know just scraps around everywhere so uh, the Dudhsagar waterfall is the largest waterfall where the natural habitat habitats are getting destroyed because of deforestation and the natural habitats are getting shrinked more and more fauna are getting depleted because of these extensive measures which is caused by forest fragmentation forest fragmentation is nothing but cutting down the forest into smaller fragments which you know edges out and uh, uh, also uh, uh, the natural resources get depleted due to the mass scale deforestation what should we do? what is the problem we have found the root cause of the problem and it's now time to stand uh, you know, and collaborate with the eia eia is nothing but the environment impact assessment report and you know we should stop this go up people who decides on you know constructing uh or demolishing wherever they want the, they have not been given access at all they have been doing it on their own uh, part So, we have to come together and join hands. Uh, the late XCM, I'm sorry, uh, forgive me for that. XCM Manohar parekar opposed that, you know, if we come up with a uh, uh, he was completely against the idea to, uh, you know, import coal from Goa and he rejected on these three projects. But uh, the environmental minister also said that, uh, you know, if we come up with a memorandum, we should sign petitions and uh, maybe go virtual or go online or just go on the streets and protest. Maybe this issue can be tackled and we can save Goa hopefully. And uh, concluding that today, uh, this topic, conserve, preserve or reserve comes to an end. I am your lovely host and host, Varun Gururaj. This is the Earth and You podcast. Stay tuned for more updates. We will be joining you soon. Tata. Bye-bye. Take care.